and welcome to Comic Talkers, where comics are always the top of our discussion. My name is Brandon. I'm William. And welcome to the new year. How was your new, how was your holidays, Will? They're pretty good. Very hectic. I mean, having to do with Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, and not having a lot of money to go spending around everywhere. So I still had time to do all that. I'll tell you that. <laughs> that was all, my whole December was based around, but no, it was, it, it was a good, well, wasn't a good year for everybody, but it was a good holiday season. So, um, so what was it? We're actually going to start back up our theme months. And of course, how are you going to start at the beginning of the year with going with a popular show? And we're going to go with the Doom Patrol. Willie. How are you, how do you, how well do you know Doom Patrol? When was your first introduction to the Doom Patrol? I'm not too knowledgeable on it. Um, I first heard about it through like when the show was coming out. I think it was back in 2013, 2014 when it came out. I think it was like, I think it was like 2018 or 2019. So close. Yeah. Whenever it came out, I, I remember seeing videos about it and seeing commercials about it and it looked interesting but i didn't really know anything about it and then once i saw that brendan fraser was attached to it i just was like okay yeah i want to watch it <laughs> i'll tell you this he plays an awesome robot man i'll tell you that oh part. yeah he does a really good job um so actually i'm going to go ahead and give you guys a little bit of history um before that i was actually introduced to doom patrol actually in the show I never knew what Doom Patrol was. Um, to me, it was like another Guardians of the Galaxy incident. Maybe, Willie, you can relate to that, too, where yeah. there was nobody we knew. And I enjoyed the show so much, I just started reading it, which they have some good series and some bad, and mostly bad. But there was one good series um, written by the great Grant Morrison. I'll get to that here shortly, but we're going to actually talk about a conspiracy so this is a new segment me and willie have talked about doing so the title of this is actually called is x-men brandon we're not talking about the x-men but we are in this video a little bit is x-men a ripoff of the doom patrol so there's a big conspiracy behind it i'll get to that here shortly let me actually give you a little bit of history first um, Doom Patrol was introduced in My Greatest Adventure number 80 in June 1963. They were created by Arnold Drake, Bruno Primiani, Murray Boltonoff, and Bob Haney. The team at that point in time was led by Dr. Niall Calder, aka the Chief. The members consisted of Elastigirl, Negative Man, and Robot Man. Throughout the years, they have had also been there have also been other characters introduced including Crazy Jane, Flex Mentello, Dorothy Spinner, and Changeling, which, Willie, you should know Changeling, because that's one of your favorite Teen Titans. Yeah. You I was really to... surprised about that when I started learning more about it. You want to tell him who Changeling is, or what's his other name his... he goes by? Changeling uh, became super infamous from, like, a show that we all love, which was Teen Titans. Uh, and yeah, apparently he, that was his first team that he was ever a part of. Mm -hmm. And I think that was kind of going to be the point of the show when it was coming out is they wanted to 
do that side story series along with the Titan series. And that way they can mash them together, kind of make this like cinematic universe for the TV shows. Right. That's right. What was it? It, what was it? it it's an interesting turn because that's what i also remember in the cartoon series too that that was his original name and then when he went to the teen titans he was beast boy so it's interesting to see you know he changed names too when he left so we're going to kind of get into him later on in another podcast of ours um but we're going to continue um, with the history. We have also received multiple runs. Most notable is the run written by the great Grant Morrison, as I said, starting with the storyline Crawling Through the Wreckage, which you guys will hear in about a couple of weeks. We are actually going to do a book club on this story. So here's where the conspiracy comes into play. I know it does sound weird because when you do look at the popularity of X Men and you look at the popularity of Doom Patrol, X Men has a way more a way better advantage than than Doom Patrol does. They, they're more popular. They've introduced more characters throughout the years. Some of the characters have lived with us for quite some time. Um, you know, when you look at everything, even with the entertainment world, multiple movies, multiple shows, Doom Patrol, what do they have? One show and books. That's about it. Or make special appearances every so often. That's it. So here's the real thing. So we've done our research on this. There is a lot of evidence to show this, especially with an interview with Arnold Drake, the creator of Doom Patrol. So Doom, he believes that Stanley over time has stole this idea from him, from DC, and took it to Marvel. Now, one of the first things I'm gonna bring up that shows somewhat evidence is the release dates. Now, this is probably one of the most obvious clues about this. And the fact that both of them were released in the same year, their first number ones, Doom Patrols and, or their first appearances, Doom Patrol and X-Men. The difference in the time is a matter of three months. Doom Patrol was created in June, 1963, and X-Men was introduced to us in September of 1963. During this time, it took these companies about six months to create just one comic book. So how could this actually be possible? Willie, why do you think that? Honestly, I think that it's... I mean, it's, it's a good evidence that, that would be uh, put towards them stealing the idea. And just because of like several similarities that you can see from the comics, uh, two most notable ones, how it focuses around uh, mutated or altered people living in a kind of like mansion or a large domicile of some sort and being instructed by a man who is confined to a wheelchair. So with similarities like that, that you can see from both sides of the comics, it, it creates like, it does create this kind of like good comparison of how similar they are. 
and I think one of the things too, it's and during this interview with actually um, Newsarama, Arnold Drake's interview, he does mention the fact that there were many people from Marvel and DC working for both companies. So it could have been easily transferred that way. Um, there was also known in a book, um, I can't remember the book name, but there was actually spies in both companies. So whatever DC was doing, Marvel somewhat knew, and whatever Marvel was doing, DC tried to counteract. It, it, it's, of course, it's a war. It's unfortunate that companies like that believe that way, but it, it, it's, it could be possible that this actually happened because it's like he says, how do I know somebody when I was introducing this to, you know, the creator in chief, like, hey, you know, I want to do this. Somebody could have been walking by with the door open and then took it to their other company. It's normal. It happens. And it, it's just weird how this it takes place. But it's one of the things that a lot of people don't realize. Even then, it literally did take people about six months to create a comic. It, it, it did. It's not easy. Now, granted, there's been proof that um, the creators of X-Men, Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, were known to get comic books out a lot faster. But again, that's still not enough to say, you know, hey, you know, we got this done. And, you know, it's, it's not that simple. Um, so, Willie, what do you think about the time difference? Do you think that's still enough proof to show you? Because I have more proof. Too, but what's your feelings on this you know it's hard to really say because in my opinion like when it comes to dc and marvel you see a lot of similarities with like a big portion of all the superheroes somewhere marvel came out first somewhere dc came out first so there's i think there's always that possibility that you can find shows that are similar that were created around the same time period or even apart from each other, that I just don't think it necessarily means that it was stolen. It just means that they also had the idea and they tried to adapt it in a way that was, they just tried to adapt it in a way that was similar. That I don't think that necessarily means that the ideas were stolen or they tried to take the the hype out of the show right i now the next evidence i think is what's going to bring more to light what these teams really are and when you really look at them side by side they're somewhat the same now granted the powers are not the same like we have an x-men but there is pretty good similarities so let's actually get a look at the teams um when we look at both teams, one of the first things that come to mind is the fact that both teams face the same issue, which is not being accepted in society. Both teams having been with having weird powers are seen as outcasts of the world, even though they want to contribute and help society when it comes to their safety. When you really look at that part, I do see that because you do look and see Doom Patrol are stuck in their mansion. They don't do anything because they're looked as bad people because they have powers or they're different you know and that's that's a big factor there too because when you look at the motives you look at everything like that they're pretty similar now granted this is still 
like we said, this is, even with our evidence, this isn't going to contribute to say, yes, it is a complete ripoff or no, it's not. There's differences in both teams, absolutely. But when you look at both of them side to side, even seeing that main issue, it does scream similarities. Now, the next big thing is I'm gonna bring up too, is both their mentors are actually in wheelchairs. Okay, so Niles Calder doesn't have any powers. That's a difference. Professor Xavier does. But Niles Carter, Calder, sorry, has an intelligent mind. And he warns this team as outcasts to try to do better for the world, even though people still don't ask for it. Professor Xavier pretty much does the same exact thing. Now, what was it? Now, there's also a part in his Arnold Drake's interview that he addresses. Now, I'm going to quote this from Newsarama. So, Newsarama, please take credit for this. The reason I want a man in a wheelchair is that I had been aware from almost the outset of comics that all the kids wanted to emulate the superheroes. They wanted to be the fastest or the strongest, but there wasn't anybody who wanted to be the smartest. I decided I wanted a hero for the nerds of the world. So it shows a difference why he did it. Now, there's been no proof to show why Stan Lee created Xavier. But during that interview, that's what he did, says. And I thought that was kind of interesting. Willie, what do you feel about that? I think it's it, it definitely is an interesting take. Um, there are a lot of heroes now that have been known to have like superior intelligence, but like there there hasn't really been any heroes that were like no superpowers, no mutations that were just incredibly intelligent. Aside from maybe Lex Luthor or Batman, you could say. Because they don't necessarily have powers. They just have, like, they have really good intelligence. Well, when you also look at it, too, Reed Richards was a big part of it, too. Reed Richards yeah. was one of the smartest guys during that time frame. Uh, that's why I said. A couple of the other things I've spotted, um, their, team, their villains. You have the Brotherhood of Evil versus the Brotherhood of Mutants. I know it's a small little catty thing, but yes. <laughs> It is, um, but that's some of the things I viewed at this um, being a possible conspiracy. And I do agree with Arnold Drake, even though Arnold Drake has come back out and restated before his passing, I believe he passed away, um, that he does not think after all this time, Stanley did not steal, but it's made a lot of people think. Now, granted, it's like we said, this was pretty common during this time frame, where you look at Aquaman and Namor. You know, you had, you know, later on you had Deathstroke and Deadpool. You had, there's so many that it was pretty common. It, you understood it. You know, Justice League and the Avengers. That's another big one. It, it's it's notable. So Willie, what's your view on how these companies did this? Is this something that you feel like, yeah, it could have helped us or that you were like, you should just create your own characters. I think that 
like with trends when it comes to superheroes, a popular formula that shows success is always something to like want to go back to. I'm always an advocate for like creating new heroes and like seeing what else people can come up with. But those formulas that show a lot of success and have a lot of history to them, they do like pull people's interests, which is why people tend to create so many similar similar uh, heroes, similar characters, villains, and all that stuff. Right. So I don't fault them for doing it, but like thinking about it, it's it's always good. It would it would have been better if they had some originality, which thankfully for Doom Patrol, there is a lot of originality to it as well, because it's not like 100% like taking everything from the X-Men, because they do have different heroes. They have different powers, different vil- different types of villains that like when you put aside the name of the groups, you have like all these unique powers that you're seeing. Right. So with all the uniqueness that they have to it, that's why I personally don't think that it would be true that it was a ripoff. Right. Like, again, do I think, do I think Stanley possibly could have used them as a, like a, like a staple point or like, Hey, let's actually focus around a team here like this. Yes, I do. But do I think he completely ripped off the Doom Patrol? No. Because when you really look at the teams, everybody has a different power. Now, the only ones like crazy, people like Crazy Jane. Now that's been, you know, a problem of hers, but she has over 64 personalities. You have Robot Man, who has no powers. You have Negative Man, who was granted powers through the Negative Force. I can't remember the name of it. And Elastigirl, who can pretty much stretch. Just think of the Incredibles, but scarier. But it's just one of those things that do I think it was a completely ripoff or complete ripoff? No, I don't. But I do I think it's something that they based it around? Yes. Yeah. Um, now, when you look at this team, though, Will, and you, there is another conspiracy, and I want to see if you can guess this one. There's another conspiracy that focuses around the Doom Patrol and that they might have been a ripoff of somebody else or Marvel. Mm. Who do you think that team is? The only team that I can think of that has enough similarities to be considered a ripoff probably have to be the Fantastic Four. It is the Fantastic Four. Now... When you do look at that evidence, it does look like that. But the only difference is, is that their leader is in a wheelchair. Yeah. They're having powers. Now, Robot Man is more like the Thing, showing strength. The color of it, the color of him during that time frame resembled the Thing. Um, what was it? And you had Negative Man who channeled his spirit more, you know, and that's what Human Torch is. Their power can extract their bodies pretty much. There's a lot of things with this. It's weird, but there's more similarities there. And we'll 
if you guys would like that video, please let us know. We'll we'll do that. We'll, we can research that a little bit more. But yeah, that's another conspiracy. Um, now, when you get more into the team making and stuff later on in the years and like Grant Morrison taking over and introducing different characters like Crazy Jane. And I think she he introduced Dorothy Spinner, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I don't quote me on that. I know he made Crazy Jane, but I don't know if he made Dorothy Spinner. Um, no, it's funny that I, I, just random thought occurred to me. I find more ripoffs from DC when it comes to uh, the Doom Patrol. Because, I mean, when you think about it, if you think of Crazy Jane, how she has the multiple personalities in her head, it's kind of similar to something that was done with the Teen Titans show with Raven, how she has her different personalities, like her happiness, sadness, all that stuff. And then you go into her mind and you meet all of them. I think the only difference oh, with that, though, is crazy jane with her personalities has different powers for each personality yeah so there i think that's the huge the bigger difference i know raven can have different personalities but i don't think any of hers contribute a new power like crazy jane's does that's true so, and like we say like you have characters like deadpool who has multiple personalities you have different characters like that that show that and it's interesting to see it but do i think it's is it I'm sorry, I will say this. I think Crazy Jane is probably the best character to show that. And it's interesting to see it because it, it's, it's like the movie Split. When you really look at the story of him, yes, he is a monster. I'm not ever rephrasing that or saying he isn't a monster. But when you get his story, he made those personalities because it was a new way to deal with a different threat. In his life yeah that's what crazy jane did in some ways now she was experimenting on too but that's what she does too she has to you know find a way to take care of a situation with one of her personalities so but she has a harder time channeling those personalities at points um so if you like this video please give us a like Please tell us what video you guys would like us to do next, even if it's about doing the whole conspiracy about how Doom Patrol could have been a ripoff of Fantastic Four. But then that can get into another video of, did the Fantastic Four rip off the Challengers of the Unknown? It's just an yeah. endless cycle. Yeah, we'll just go right into it. That, you know, I actually don't mind these. And it's interesting to see, especially something like this, that's never really been talked about a lot. Being a possibility. And again, I know I probably didn't convince Willie that this could happen, but I do think it was a, a groundwork for him. Like, okay, now it's this, now it's focused around this, you know? So yeah. if you like this video, please like us on here. Um, we're gonna be getting back to normal. Uh, what was it? No more holidays for me and Willie for a while. You know, we're gonna be here for a while here. Um, and we're gonna be, actually getting ready to do another doom patrol video um, which is going to be a book club and it's called crawling through the wreckage by grant morrison it's probably one of the best storylines they have it introduces a lot of characters um and we're going to get into that story to kind of get you guys wanting to read more about the crawling 
or about Doom Patrol not crawling from the wreckage, but we'll get you to read that too, hopefully. Um, so without further ado, my name is Brandon. And I'm Robot Man. Your post is, you know, you, you try to be him, man. It, he's like the funniest character of the whole thing. <laughs> I don't have vocal effects. All I can do is my <laughs> Brendan Fraser impressions. Yeah. What was it? Um, I can't do negative, man. I'm sorry. I can't do him yet. I, he's too mellow. Yeah. I'm not mellow. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for listening to Comic Talkers. Bye. Bye.